When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to TC Live at the Miami Open, our show to get you caught up on all the big stories and highlights from Wednesday at the Hard Rock. The women down to the Final Four and half of the semifinals set on the men's side. A lot to talk about over the next 30 minutes as we welcome you into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman, former world number six, Chanda Rubin, two-time Miami Open champion, Andy Roddick over there on the big screen as always. 13 retirements, two walkovers in Miami this year. What's going on, Chanda? Uh, it's just been a tough start to this year for some players. Players who have been playing great have gotten a lot of matches on the heels of last year where players were coming back and trying to get into the regular swing of things. And sometimes the body just doesn't hold up. Everybody's trying to manage themselves physically, especially as they make this transition from the hard courts and then going to the clay courts. And so, you know, it's just about who can be the last man or woman standing who can be as healthy as possible to play some of their best tennis. Andy, other than the majors, is the Sunshine Double the toughest test in tennis? Uh, I, I don't know about that, Steve. I think what we're seeing in Miami is you're getting into the humidity for the first time, right? You have the dry air in Palm Springs. Obviously, obviously Australia can be hot, but it's a different kind of heat. So this is the first time where you're getting those real swampy conditions and you're losing a lot of fluid. And, you know, so if you are bothered uh, by sickness, by injury, by so, it, it, it makes the matches seem longer and it kind of, the humidity sits on you and the, the conditions are extreme in Miami. And so I, I just think we're seeing that playing out in real time. All right. Only 10 men and women all time have done the Sunshine Double. Iga Sviantek. She can be number 11, still in the draw. Last two semifinal spots on the line for the ladies on Wednesday. We start with that night match. Fiontek has won 14 in a row, 14 straight sets. First meeting against the two-time yeah, major okay. champion, Petra Kvitova. Yeah, and it's never easy playing against the clean ball striker like Kvitova, but Fiontek continues to, continues to impress the way that she held her ground, she was the more solid player, hitting shots like that backhand up the line, opening up the court beautifully, and could handle the pace from Kvitova, who just wasn't consistent enough down the stretch in that first set. And the second, she held her ground a little bit better, Kvitova did. But just the margin, rushing up the forehand for Sviantek, but still hitting it with pace and depth. And it was overall the consistency factor that Kvitova found hard to match. The court coverage as well, getting to those extra shots, forcing the error at times from Kvitova. And this was just another comprehensive match from Sviantek, playing like she's not feeling the pressure, playing with poise, 
and she has been the most consistent player out there, number one in the world, and playing like it. First player in five years to get to the semifinals at both Indian Wells and Miami. She's now 10-1 in WTA quarterfinals. Iga, number one in the world and playing like it. Meantime, Paula Bedosa, she can get to number two in the world with a win against Jessica Pagula. The American, though, going for her second top ten win of the year, Andy. Yeah, and Pagula, you don't talk about her much, always plays well on the hard courts, especially here in North America. And it was interesting to see how uh, Pedosa would pull up. We saw her struggle the other night on a seemingly straightforward match. So one of those who were maybe battling the conditions, maybe uh, a little bit of sickness was gutsy uh, the other night uh, to get through. But at the end of the day, just didn't have enough stamina, didn't have enough rest time in between just plainly wasn't healthy enough and she didn't think she could get through three tough sets against a quality player like Padula and unfortunately for Bedosa, unfortunately for the fans of Miami, Bedosa out, not feeling so good. Pagula joining Prakash at the Tennis Channel desk after. Now sort of at the latter stages of such a big event, are you are, uh, mentally prepared to go all the way, take this whole thing, put the trophy in the cabinet? <laughs> yeah, I hope so, but there's still going to be uh, a couple matches to go and probably the toughest matches of the tournament and um, yeah we'll see how that, that pans out depending on who I play whether it's Iga or Petra or um, just focusing on the next match and, and my game plan for that but yeah I think I've proven I can I can play at these later stages yeah. and you know that's really important I feel like I'm playing really really well this week probably the best I played probably this year. Yes, she's played this year. Pagula said after, uh, this isn't the first time she's been a winner at Hard Rock Stadium. Her Bills beat the Dolphins there as well. The women's semifinals <laughs> are all set. It's Bencic, Osaka. Naomi has never beaten Belinda. And then Pagula gets Iga Sviantek. Chanda, you mentioned about the pressure. She's number one in the world. She's now backed it up 15 straight wins. Put in perspective, 16 sets in a row. What Iga Sviantek is doing right now. Uh, I mean, she's just raised the level of her game. And, and she's been one of those players we were talking about last year, talking about getting a better level of consistency. She was consistency. She was all, already impressive with, you know, having backed up that major win, winning some titles at tour level and just building. But I don't think any of us expected this little stretch where she is just dominating. She came into this tournament with the most wins on return points, return games, on serve. She's holding consistently and just seeming to be able to get herself out of trouble when she needs to. And you add to it the fact that she's a newly minted number one in the world. We didn't expect the retirement of Ash Barty during, uh, you know, going into this event. And Sviantek has just seemed to handle everything thrown at her with such aplomb. It's been a impressive and you just hope she can keep it up, but it's going to be another test for her in this next match. Yeah, and as tennis players, we're emotional. I was guilty of being caught in the moment, not thinking clearly uh, about my game, where I was at. We're almost taught to be in denial if something's not great. Uh, and Spiatek in the offseason goes out, works with a new coach, right? Going into this year, we knew she had the RPMs on her forehand. We knew she was a solid competitor. We knew that she had the ability to win a major championship. The one criticism was she doesn't get inside the court and force the issue, especially on the forehand side, enough. So what does she do? She commits to this, and listen, it, doesn't, it normally doesn't work out in two months after you decide to make kind of a, a, a life uh, change in your career. She has implemented the change and is executing it to perfection. It's hard to win points against her right now. Like, you have to play a quality point where you're hitting four, five, six great shots. She is so impressive in so many ways right now. A winner in Doha, a winner at Indian Wells, and now two wins away 
from taking Miami. The women's semifinal set, and we had the men's quarterfinals getting underway on Wednesday. Three of the last year's final eight returning, including Yannick Sinner. Uh, it was his maiden time in Miami. How about Francisco Sarundolo? He had never won a tour-level match on hard courts before this event, Andy. Well, he's won a lot for this week, Stephen. This guy moved off the mark pretty fast, and unfortunately, you see Sinner talking to the referee, and Sarundolo's going, oh no, I feel bad for Yannick Sinner, but I'm in the semifinals of a Masters 1000 on a hard court. I didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, listen, blisters happen, especially in those hot, kind of wet, moist, humid. Sinner's not going to be happy with this exit. Disappointment all around, but Sarundolo's got another look at the basket, and it's in the semifinals. Now, this is wild. Sarundolo, the lowest-ranked men's single semifinalist in tournament history. And he, he, oh. he gets the, the retirement against Yannick Sinner, and here he is in a semifinal at a Masters 1000. Well, he's had to work for it. And you think about that match against Francis Tiafoe in the previous round where he battled, lost a tough first set in a tie break, came back, didn't, didn't doubt, didn't lose the, the belief. And here he is sitting in the semifinals. And even at the start of that match against Sinner, it could have been a little tight, a little tricky if Sinner had held, if, you know, things had stayed a little bit tight. But the fact that Sarundolo was able to kind of stretch that lead just enough at the beginning kind of let Sinner know, I'm here, I'm here to play, you got to be 100% healthy, and, uh, you know, credit to him for getting to his first Masters 1000 semifinal. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, first <laughs> time in a decade we've seen somebody make their debut in a Masters 1000 and get all the way to the Final Four. So, Sarundalo, who would he face in a night match? Alexander Zverev, Kasper Ruud. Ruud going for his first win against the five-time Masters 1000 champ, Shannon. Yeah, and it's never easy trying to beat someone for the first time when you know it's been a difficult matchup, and especially on a surface that's not necessarily his favorite for Ruud. And we had doubts about whether Zverev was going to be healthy enough. Would he be able to finish the match? Ruud taking that first set, it looked a little shaky, but Zverev, he was impressive the way he fought back, just raised his level enough the serve started getting him some additional free points. He was able to outlast Rude in some important baseline rallies. Into the third, we went and we thought, oh, oh this could be trouble for Casper uh, Rude. But he saw the trainer, got some blisters or whatever was bothering him taken care of, and he raised his level. Started hanging in points a little longer, got a bit aggressive right at the beginning of the third, was able to get that early break. And it was a real example, Steve, of how to reset in a match. When you see it slipping away, you don't panic. Rude got down and just went to work, changing up the pace and the heights, and was able to get his first win against Alexander Zverev. That's big time for Casper. Fourth Masters 1000 semifinal and best win ever by rank. Taking out Alexander Zverev. So we've got the semifinal set in the bottom. Francisco Sarundolo and Kasper Ruud. And then at the top, you got Medvedev and Hercotch, who's the defending champion. Medvedev can get back to number one in the world if he wins that match. And then Carlos Alcaraz, who could be playing the best tennis of all of these guys against Miamir Ketsmanovic. Andy, where do you want to go with this? I, I want to go everywhere. I, I, I've been wishing for that that uh, Medvedev Alcaraz final, not because I'm cheering for certain players, but I just want to see how Alcaraz, at his age, solves the riddle that is Medvedev, right? But let's not look past Hercotch. Every time they've played, they've played three tough matches. It's gone the distance every single time. Hercotch matches up well, and what he does bothers Medvedev a little bit, right? He's got that thumper serve. He can take Medvedev's kind of off-pace balls and go after them. He has enough firepower from the baseline. And all, we don't talk about Hercotch's movement 
uh, as much as some of the other people. He moves really well for his size also. So I'm excited to see it all. But uh, I would still love to see uh, Alcaraz and Medvedev in the semis. Yeah, it's been impressive, you know, watching the way her catch has kind of come back after winning the title, you know, getting through his singles matches the way he has. He's still in doubles yeah. as well, so he's getting <laughs> it done in all different areas of the court. And this will be an interesting matchup against Medvedev, who has kind of had the better of the matchup on the hard courts. Uh, but you figure here in Miami with the conditions that her has really gotten used to, is enjoying, you know, the humidity that hasn't bothered him could be a, a real interesting, I think, match for him to kind of solidify and, and stop Medvedev from getting back to number one in the world. That is still at stake. Who knows where that pressure is going to manifest? But it'll be an interesting match, a slightly, you know, slight contrasting in styles in this one. But I expect Hercotch to try to take it to him. Just don't win the first set. Three meetings, whoever wins the first set loses the match. It doesn't matter. So just lose the first set and you're, and you're going to win. Is that a game plan? Yeah, that's the game plan. Uh, Chanda mentioned that Hercot's still one. alive in doubles. Uh, John Isner, by the way, he's alive for the Sunshine Double in doubles. But next, Carlos Alcaraz making history on the court. So how does he stay so humble off it? We go one-on-one -on -one with the Spanish teenager. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Andy Chan to Steve back on TC Live. Two of us are heading back to the Low Country. Tennis Channel's Road to Roland Garros, presented by ZipRecruiter, kicks off with WTA stars competing on the green clay in South Carolina. Daily live coverage of the Credit One Charleston Open with a brand new stadium begins Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Southern hospitality evokes warm and fuzzy vibes. How do you stay humble? Because there's winning, there's coaching, there's press. There's distractions. Everything is coming at you. You're young. You're successful. How do you stay humble? That's very hard. I would say just uh, stay with my friends, the the same friends that uh, mm -hmm. I, I was uh, uh, when I was young, and uh, stay with my family and not focus on on what I what I winning or yeah. what I was. Uh, just uh, stay with with them. stay with the people. Yeah. Well, all of the entertaining, warm and fuzzy interviews available on TennisChannel.com and the Tennis Channel app. Coming up next, Coco Goff and Katie McNally have been chopping down on their opponents in Miami. Find out what they would say would be their walkout song. Back on TC Live, don't miss new episodes of My Tennis Life each week. Will J.J. Wolf be talking about that left-hand forehand pass? I mean, that was sick. And then the gun show to boot. Isla Tomjanovic and Wolf give you an up-close look at their experiences on tour. Available free on the Tennis Channel app at TennisChannel.com. We double down. John Isner, he won the Indian Wells doubles with Jack Sock going for the Sunshine Double with Hubie Hercotch taking on Rajiv Ram and Joe Salisbury, Andy. 
Yeah, listen, John Isner is he's cashed some paychecks doubled the last couple the last month or so. But yeah, also, you know, Jimmy Hurcock, so with confidence, loves Miami. Uh, Ram and Salisbury obviously have been great uh, for the last couple of years. Uh, Salisbury recently took a number of rankings. There's not a lot of guys playing that ad side, regularly in a double. I can hit that return and picking up the line. Uh, that seems to be something you don't hear that often. Look at the movement from John Isner. <laughs> Give them another chance, and those overheads become a lot tougher. You've got to fit it between the from the big man. And as we look at the way the year is playing out, double team is the serving the ace, pulls it out. A lot of full-time singles players winning major double titles. Uh, Curios, Kokonakis, Isra Sock, there again with Hercox. And look at the semifinals. If you're not psyched for this, I mean, I cannot wait to see John Isner and Hubie Hercox take on the special case. No, it's going to be a fun match. And you, you think about big serving, the weapons that they all bring to the table. But Hercox and Isner, they have been impressive as a pair. All right, on the women's side, Coco Golf, Katie McNally, they told Prakash that their walkout song would be Baby Shark. Let's go hunt do 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 against Elise Cornet and Jill Teichman. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. I'm getting flashbacks, Steve. I got a five-year-old. I thought I was beyond that song. But this first set was really tight, and it was Golf McNally kind of clinching it right at the end. They had match points here to close it out. They did not get it. And sometimes it is very difficult to recover, but they have been playing as a team since juniors. I mean, they're barely out of juniors, right? Goff and McNally, they rebounded beautifully. And Goff at the net, she is always an imposing figure, wanting the ball. That was critical. And they were able to generate more match points. And this time, they made it happen. So a terrific win in the match tiebreak. Good friends, great team together, in spite of the baby shark song. <laughs> Hey, it's a winning tune. <laughs> Katie forgot to hug Coco, one, one of the earlier match points this year, but they got, they got it all together. They'll take on the top seeds, Veronica Kudermatova, Alisa Merton, so a tough test for Mick Coco, but another fantastic semifinal in the doubles. Time now to enter the social net, and uh, James Blake, our own colleague and the tournament director in Miami, was asked to make the perfect tennis player. This is what he put together. He went with the John Isner serve, the Roger Federer forehand, John McEnroe's play at the net, backhand and return from Novak Djokovic, and the mental toughness of one Raf Nadal. Andy, are, are you agreeing with James or switching it up a little bit? I mean, there's really no wrong pick. Uh, for the mental toughness, if Raf Nadal is 1A, Guy named Leighton Hewitt could be 1B, maybe the toughest guy that I ever played. Tough as nails. And I want to add a couple because backhand is a little too vague. We need to implement a, a slice backhand in there, which is all Roger. We need a movement button on this Xbox freak player that we're dealing with here. Uh, you know, that could be a Rafa, Novak, whoever it is. And also I'd like to throw in uh, a tennis IQ mechanism because I think that's a little different than mental toughness. I, I think Andy Murray would, would, would be a, a pretty good pick there. All right, the perfect player 2.0. I like it, Andy. I've been furiously jotting down because we need some females in here, okay? We need the perfect yes. player. So I got the forehand, Steve, Steffi Graf. It's a good I have, one. I, it's pretty good, right? <laughs> I have the backhand. I kind of went Justine Enna for the slice, but Lindsay Davenport, I'm going to make her mad by mentioning her. <laughs> Boy, she had a clean backhand. Return, Monica Sellis. Got to go with that. Mental toughness, maybe Chris Everett or Venus. Mm. Venus is a tough competitor out there. Serena, you got to give her the serve, of course. The volleys, Martina. 
I mean, yeah, I got to say that. And movement clysters. I like that, Andy. You got to add the movement in there. So that's kind of my initial, just off, off the fly here. I didn't have a lot of time. There's, there's not much to disagree with with Chandler's list. I wouldn't want to play that play. I wouldn't want to play any of these players, let alone if you put them all together. I, I would take, I'd take Andy Serve in there, and, and i put okay. Chanda Rubin's mental toughness in there. Ah, that, a good one, Steve. You, you're just so See? good in the workplace. I'm just, I'm just taking it next level right here. And uh, definitely not my commentary. This is what's coming up Thursday on Tennis Channel. We got Medvedev and Hercotch, 1 p.m. Eastern. Benchich, Osaka. Looking forward to that one at 3 p.m. Carlos Alcaraz, who can stop the teenager? Will it be Misha Ketsmanovich? That's in the night session. Final match of the night, Jesse Pagula and Iga Sviantek. And we got you covered with TC Live after that. Back with more TC Live after this. Rada Groove and Wiseman back with the hot shot of the day. Didn't get the win, Chanda, but she got the hot shot, Petra Kvitova. Yeah, this is one of the highlights of the match for her. And I know, Steve, you weren't as impressed with this one, but this is a cheeky little shot. You expect the big, flat ground strokes from Kvitova, and she pulls this one out the tool bag. I like it. I like it. I just, I you know, for a hot <laughs> shot, I just expected a little more. Like, I want a tweener, I want a behind the back. It's not hot enough. It's, it's you know, it's it warm. Is. It's a warm shot of the day. Luke's warm. <laughs> uh, featured matches beginning at 11 a.m. or 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. It's 10 a.m. Pacific. We change it up for Thursday. Wow. Medvedev, Herkoc, Benchich, Osaka, and then the night session at 7 p.m. Eastern. Let's head back to the Hard Rock for a breakdown with Danny Prakash. All right, Steve, back here at the Tennis Channel Cadillac desk. Pete, we've got a great match that we're going to see. The 14-seed Carlos yep. Alcaraz against the unseeded Miomir Kecmanovic. They've never played each other before. How do you expect this one to go? Well, exciting stuff. Two upcoming youngsters. And Kecmanovic is doing great. Played fantastic against Fritz in the previous round. But I think Alcaraz is just playing a level above right now. The manner in which he dispatched, uh, dispatched Tsitsipas, exceptional. I'm looking for him to come through comfortably. It's going to be a fun day of action over here. Sending it back to Steve in Santa Monica. All right, thank you so much. Uh, our own Jim Courier, got to get this in there. He was the Jim first man to win the Sunshine Double, was announced into the Orange Bowl Hall of Fame on Wednesday, won the boys' 16s in 1986, boys' 18s in 1987. So a nice Ladies honor for Jim, who, who gets this. Chanda, you won the girls' 12s in 1988. Andy, you won the boys' 18s in 1999. So you know all about the oranges and the bowls. Yeah, this is so neat. I didn't know, I have to say, my ignorance, I didn't know there was an Orange Bowl Hall of Fame. It but, just started three years okay, ago. Okay, that's why I probably didn't know. But, I mean, if anybody deserves it, it's Jim. And so nice to see him out there accepting that honor and kind of be a little part of it, having won the Orange Bowl. It's yeah. Cool. What do you think, Andy? I, I was going to say the same thing as Chanda. I'm like, he won it in, what, 85, 86, or 87 somewhere? I go, what, do you have to, like, wait? What's, what's the, how long do you have to wait, like, 30 years? Like, let's get him in, let's get him in already. But, listen, well-deserved. You, you know my guy. I love my guy, Jim. Uh, you know, Chan, I say Chanda's next. Chanda and Andy. I mean, I you, should, you should both know. be in eventually. I mean, Jim's resume, uh, you got it. Two-time? Two-time champ? You got to get close to that, I think, Steve. That's big. That's big in the juniors. It's huge. The, I mean, you got the Orange Bowl, you got the Easter Bowl, you got Andy Hurt, right? Like, those are those are the three? There's a few others. There's a few others, but those are the big ones. Yeah, those are the big ones. Uh, we were talking in the break, Andy, a little bit about the, the women's slice in, in our perfect tennis player, and you had some more suggestions. 
I didn't have suggestions. Obviously, Chanda's been on the receiving end of, you know, a, a lot more of those slices than I have. I hit with Steffi Graf once, and I don't want any piece of, uh, of her slice. But I was just wondering, just on a purely slice basis, Hennen versus Graf versus versus Ash Barty, there's no wrong answer. I was just curious to get her take on it. I think it's good. It's a good point you make, Andy, because for the backhand, I'd almost break it up, slice mm. versus topspin. I mean, that for sure, and for the perfect player. So I would say Steffi, I would give it a little bit more uh, than Barty, but Barty, the two of them, I wouldn't want to live on the difference. What about Martina? Can you throw that in there? I mean, like, yeah. dirty slice. I, I, she's got all the volley, Steve. Right, yeah. wow. She'd be, she is the perfect player. <laughs> we, we could take all of her stuff, and that would be the perfect player. But uh, I guess that's why she's won choosing. the most Grand Slams. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do it again tomorrow. It's going to be even bigger and even better. For Andy Roddick and Chanda Rubin, I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks for watching TC Live. Our coverage of the Miami Open continues next on Tennis Channel. Jim's going to be a part of it.